Good morning. It's time for the news from Back Home Magazine, your hands-on guide to sustainable living. Today's news is about hydrogen. There's been a lot of talk about hydrogen as the fuel of the future in the last few years, with billions of tax dollars being spent on research and the development of new nuclear power plants. What most folks don't know is that the idea of using hydrogen as a fuel isn't a new idea at all. In 1874, Jules Verne's science fiction classic Mysterious Island featured one of the characters foretelling the future in which hydrogen, electrolyzed from water, would replace coal as the fuel of the future. In the 1920s, British scientist J.B.S. Haldane made a strong case for hydrogen in his research paper, Science and the Future, suggesting, with surprising foresight, that electricity from wind generators, which were common in his day as a source of power, could be used to produce the hydrogen. In the 1970 book Energy, the Solar Hydrogen Alternative, author and electrochemist John Bacris coined the now popular term hydrogen economy. Today, over 125 years later, there's lots of talk about hydrogen being used to power fuel cells, from miniature fuel cells to run your laptop to larger versions that could provide power and heat for a home. Unfortunately, there are a number of serious issues with hydrogen as a fuel that we still face today, despite the fact we can produce hydrogen from a range of sources. Much of today's current debate centers on how to produce the hydrogen, primarily an argument between using clean, renewable wind power or building more nuclear power plants. But this debate misses many much larger problems with hydrogen. The first issue is the energy content of hydrogen as compared to other available fuels, whether non-renewable fossil fuels or sustainably produced biofuels. Simply put, hydrogen has far less energy content per volume than any other current fuel in use. When hydrogen is compressed to 4,500 psi, or pounds per square inch, it still has only about one-third the energy content of gasoline or methane. In everyday terms, for example, a Honda FCX, their fuel cell prototype car, can go 190 miles on hydrogen, while the same amount of methane can offer a driving range of nearly 500 miles. If it was only a matter of driving range and more frequent fill-ups, that would be great. Unfortunately, the next related issue is storing the hydrogen, and this presents problems, whether stored in a vehicle or in a stationary application. The only currently proven techniques for hydrogen storage are compression and liquefaction. Liquefaction is the process NASA uses on space launches, so we know it works, but the expense of the equipment and the overall energy cost of this process makes it impractical in everyday use. Compressing hydrogen is the current practical technique, but even this is complicated. For one thing, an appropriate fuel tank for a vehicle will cost between $1,000 and $5,000 per car, compared to about $100 for a standard fuel tank. Next, you'll need specialized filling stations and transfer equipment, far more complicated than simply pumping a liquid into a tank. Hydrogen is a gas that will evaporate in an instant, so any leaks mean immediate fuel losses. 
Join us next week for a continuing look at hydrogen as a fuel. In the meantime, more information about hydrogen is available in issue number 80 of Back Home Magazine at 800-992-2546 or on the web at backhomemagazine.com. Back Home is published bi-monthly in North Carolina, south of Hendersonville, on West Blue Ridge Road, just east of the old Flat Rock. For all the folks back home, this is Ned Ryan Doyle. Thanks for listening. Good morning. <laughs> that woke me up. Yes. <laughs> In case you don't know who you're listening to, this is Ord Energy Mon with your community spirit. Yes, and this is Tree Song. You're not very so exuberant. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm. I don't know. I'm exuberant because this has been a week of birth and rebirth. Yeah. Um, I was very exuberant Wednesday. I think I may have just. I woke up recently, so. <laughs> um. Well. I've got a big long list, and some of these you can expound upon, but in my area, Grammar Orchard, instead of selling out to a development like Heartland Orchard did, got sold to the Amish of Pennsylvania. Ah. Just, they're now, I mean, they are there cleaning up, and I mean, they have houses already halfway built. Hmm. I mean, they just bought it the 1st of October. Yeah. You know, so there's going to be... Well, an orchard still. So yeah, an that's a rebirth. <laughs> a rebirth. This week, I've had four kids born. Goats. Yeah, I was going to say, wow, you've been busy, haven't you? Yep, there's um, my niece, um, Audrey, has named them already. And this morning she started to tell me their names, but I was like rushing out. The only one I remember is Little Man. <laughs> um but yeah, four of them. One was the third one was a fourth one was born yesterday. So all this week. So is the biggest goat named Little Man? <laughs> well, he's the only boy who was born, I guess. Oh, okay. Batch. Um, one was like honey something, but I should have listened more. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, the Green Party. Politics. This has been such a chaotic. Um, month of politics because um, I have been avoiding the news just because of the negative ads. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there were so much negative ads, and the only bright spot of positivity or goodness was the Green Party. They were actually saying they'll do good things. Yeah. And guess what? They managed to get 11% in the state of Illinois, um, well, 28% both the candidate for governor and the candidate for representative in Jackson County. Yeah. Um, which means that next time anybody runs for election, they don't have to spend three months collecting tens of thousands of signatures to get on the ballot. Yeah. And don't they get some money from the state? 
Uh, I don't know. They get they get certain benefits. They do. I don't know exactly what all those are, but they are you know recognized now as an official party. So. And now we have tripartisan. Yeah, tripartisan politics <laughs> in the state of Illinois. Yeah, we do. I I could really or true bipartisan. Yeah. Yeah, and I could really see it too because. Uh, uh, you know, there's the old saying about, you know, first they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they fight you, and then you win. And they were starting to, uh, I was starting to see some stuff actively trying to fend off the Greens. Like, you know, they could see that he was, you know, they knew he probably wasn't going to win, but that he was going to get a significant part of the vote. So uh, they started, you know, a few little shenanigans to try to uh, counteract what Rich Whitney had to say. <laughs> and the most exciting part about politics is they are now starting to take up those signs <laughs> that are all over the place. Yeah. It was almost a beautiful drive to town this morning <laughs> because literally three-quarters or maybe even more than that of the signs, at least in my area, all along the beautiful southern Illinois, yeah. have been taken up. <laughs> and they were, some of them were big and, well, it just seemed like when one was planted, <laughs> like 10 or 20 would sprout up in the same yeah. spot. They were just, you know, like it was the pioneer species and then like all these other little ones would cluster around it. <laughs> exactly. And, um, what else? Yeah, well, on one last note on the Greens, it, it occurred to me earlier that, uh, uh, Jackson County is actually much greener than Chicago. <laughs> you know, people have this notion of Chicago being this progressively-minded city, but they all voted, you know, more towards the Democrats than towards the Greens. I think he only got 9% in the Chicago area. I was actually surprised how much the um, Whitney got in Bogoyevich's home county. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, the people who knew him. People who know him. The people who know him well, they say, well, I think we'll go for this rich guy. <laughs> He seems a little, a little nicer. <laughs> so, um, so I, I tend to think all the Greens should cluster to the same part of the state and create a little, you know, green utopia. <laughs> There's 325,000 of them in Illinois, apparently. Really? Yeah. I never added up well. Yeah, yeah that's true. That it was about 325,000. So that, that could be a sizable encampment. Yeah, that's true. We'll start a little city. Yeah. There is this, there's actually a green Illinois. It's spelled with um, an E at the end. <laughs> or no, green county Illinois. Green county. So there you go. There you go. I, I do want to, I, I, I didn't go back. I was meaning to go back and see how, what the percentage the greens got in green county. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't. So other news? Other news. Rumsfeld and Wendler yes, on have the same been reassigned. <laughs> yes. For the same, not for the same reasons. <laughs> Maybe, kind of lying. Yeah, Wendler probably killed less people than Rumsfeld did. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yes, it was exciting, not only exciting, it was pretty much exciting day. Yeah, it was, it was very much, you know, I, it's kind of cheesy in retrospect, but I woke up that morning and, you know, the sun was shining, the birds were singing. It is true. And, you know, I, I woke up, I was very happy, and, you know, I found out the Republicans had lost both the House and probably the Senate, and I found out that Rumsfeld had been fired, I found out that Wendler had been fired. <laughs> <laughs> so, this has been an exciting week, and yeah. guess what? It is Thanksgiving time. Yes. So you can start your Thanksgiving time now. Yes, by being thankful to be alive and have good things in life. 
So happenings. Happenings. That was that was past. Yes. Well, it's like future stuff, but you know, it's yeah. what happened in the last week. Happened in the last week, but now we have stuff coming up. Do you think, you know, us, you know, ranting and raving about, you know, people need to vote for the Green Party and Wendler was a swindler last <laughs> week actually helped? It might have, you know, I could try to, you know, I send stuff uh, over the internet too. Every little bit helps. And, you know, maybe, you know, I was speculating before the show, maybe Pashara tuned into our radio show uh, last Friday and said, well, you know, there are a few serious issues with Wimbledon. Maybe we can choose new leadership. <laughs> I just couldn't believe that the report that said he didn't plagiarize used the word lifted so yeah. many times in there. I couldn't believe that either. I mean, lifted is slang for stole. Yeah. Or plagiarized. <laughs> <Borrowed>. <laughs> it's slang, so. Yeah, he borrowed it. He intends to give it back. <laughs> so, happenings. Happenings. Uh, the first one I have is Saturday. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Today? Uh, the sun is shining today. Uh, a little cloudy, actually, but still nice out. If you want happenings to be on your community spirit, yes, you must email it to us at info at yourcommunityspirit.org or, or you can email it to me and I'm at treesong at treesong.org. Hopefully easy to remember. And email it to both of us because, you know, sometimes one of us isn't here. Yeah. So. And sometimes even if we are both here, one of us will have a, a you know, a brain fight. <laughs> or, like, you know, my printer doesn't work or your printer doesn't work or something. It works better when, you know. Yeah. Redundancy. <laughs> yeah. Technological redundancy. In celebration of America's Recycles Day, which is tomorrow. Actually, I think it's the 15th. Um, anyway, it's coming out. Celebration of America's Recycles Day, Saturday, November 11th, 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. Um, there will be two organizations in a pinch, the Shredding Guys. You can bring up to 50 pounds of documents to be shredded free of charge. And you just go to witness the destruction process. Uh, it says. Yeah, sounds like fun. And then um, the Community Electronics Technologi Technology Interface. Bring the following for recycling. DVD players, printers, fax machines, VCRs, televisions, radios, computers, cell phones. They will be at two locations. In a print shredding across from the Carterville Public Library and at the Murdell Shopping Center across from Denny's Restaurant in Carbondale. For more information, you can call in a pinch shredding at 727-1648 or CETA at 924-0810. And that's 618 for people who, you know, are out of town. Yes, 618. Other happenings? Well, I know... There's a happening next Thursday, is it? Are you ready for that one? No, I got something before that. Huh? Ah, ha, ha. So this is such a happening region. <laughs> There's something in the nightlife, though. Ah, really? I forgot what it is now. But Tuesday, this is uh, Native American Heritage Month. Next Tuesday, 
John Fyodorov Dene will be at the Student Center Second Floor Auditorium talking about the cliched modern archetype of Native peoples through a humorous interjection of sacred items into recognizable consumer products. This artist takes a unique approach to educating people about contemporary Dene culture. For additional information, you can contact Nicole Boyd at native at siu at hotmail.com. That's next Tuesday. And then Wednesday, Trail of Tears Film and Discussion. That's at the Student Center, Second Floor Missouri Room. This documentary explores one of America's darkest periods. And then Thursday, November 16th, Looking Toward Home, Film and Discussion, again at the Student Center. This one-hour documentary explains how government relocation programs in the 1950s pushed significant numbers of Native Americans to leave the reservation for life in major cities. Discussion will include efforts to maintain tribal identity far away from the culturally nourishing climate of the reservation. So, there is a bunch of stuff basically Monday through Thursday every day this or every week this month. Yes. There is something happening. So, Native American Heritage Month. So, yes, and we did find that other happening on uh, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I like saying that. The Peace Coalition of Southern Illinois will hold a potluck dinner on Sunday, November 12th. Why, that's this Sunday, isn't it? At 5 p.m., and they will screen Robert Greenwald's most recent film, Iraq for Sale, The War Profiteers. Now, I haven't seen this one yet, but I've heard good things about it. It's by the guy, Greenwald, who did Outfoxed and Walmart, The High Cost of Low Prices, and it sounds really interesting. So, once again, well, for more information, you can call Margie Parker at 618 549-7193 and that's this coming Sunday at 5 p.m. Iraq for Sale The War Profiteers We'll be right back Adults are generous We're even giving kids global warming but we can still reduce greenhouse gas pollution Go to fightglobalwarming.com Brought to you by Environmental Defense The Robertson Foundation and the Ad Council it's it. Americans are adults are generous. We will even give our kids global warming. Yes, <laughs> that is very generous. You know, I've always wanted to grow, you know, like tropical fruit here in Southern Illinois. You have one more happening, don't you? Ah, yes, for Veggie Thanksgiving. Oh, I even have it on my list. Yes. I said brain fart, definitely. <laughs> Next Thursday is the Vegetarian Thanksgiving, the, I don't know, the 14th annual, the 12th? Yeah, well, the, the, the umpteenth annual. <laughs> yeah, um, at the Interface Center in Carbondale, Illinois. Um, this year the theme is local foods. Yes. I mean, literally the majority of it, I mean, like 95% of the food, I understand, yeah. will be local food, even the maple syrup in the sweet potato. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think they're going to have fair trade coffee, which obviously we can't grow coffee locally, at least not yet. <laughs> but uh, other than that, it sounds like it's pretty much almost exclusively local foods, which is pretty exciting because I think we should eat local foods. <laughs> well, um, please come and enjoy the very, very good local foods. The doors open at 530 
the line starts forming at five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just making a joke, but that's the truth. Yeah. Um, food will be served from 5.30 till 7. Yes. And um, lots and lots of good food and lo- all vegetarian. Yeah. Good food, good people. You get to hang out with uh, 150 of your best friends. <laughs> that's true. There's usually about 150 people every year. So. Yeah. And it's usually the week before Thanksgiving, so... Yeah, it is. It's the Thursday before Thanksgiving, and that's coming up. So. so next Thursday, Vegetarian Thanksgiving at the Interface Center, 5.30 to 7. What else? Oh, 913 South Illinois Avenue. Yes. So Just in case you didn't already <laughs> know where the Interface Center is. So be there or be square. I, I know I will be there. Yeah, and I will also be square. <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh, be there and get a square. Yes. A meal. Get a square meal, yes. <laughs> okay. News. There is lots of it because, well, the environment has won the election. <laughs> That's, there's a lot, a lot of stuff about that. But let's go straight to this little tidbit. The EPA revamps climate change website. Did you know the EPA had a climate change website? Hmm. No, I didn't actually. It says well, revamps. I did for about the past 20 minutes because I skimmed the titles of the articles. <laughs> to provide the public with the most up-to-date information on climate change, the EPA is unveiling its new climate change website. The site provides the latest scientific information and highlights a wide range of U.S. government programs that are actively addressing climate change at the local, state, national, and international levels. Mm. The updated website still contains all information that was on EPA's global warming websites, but organizes it for easier access and adds new information. You can visit the EPA's new climate change website at, well, epa.gov slash climate change. And I think part of this, they're releasing this to let people know that they had a climate oh, yeah. change website. <laughs> yeah, they probably just changed the font, you know, and they're like, yeah, guess what, we have a new website. <laughs> yeah. that, that's interesting. That's also, oh, I wish I was sure of the address, but I think climate.indymedia.org, the Indymedia website has its own climate change website as well, where, you know, people can come and post their own stories, too. So I imagine the EPA website doesn't allow for that. Well, um, the Weather Channel also has its own web. I think it's climate.weatherchannel.com or weatherchannel slash. But, yeah, they have um, a web, what is it, one degree is the name of their yeah. climate change website. Yeah, yeah, what is it exactly? Yeah, it's one degree, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty interesting. So let's go right to, oh, here's a happening that I make a real difference this holiday season. How would you like to really have peace on earth this holiday season? How about a chance to do great things and change the world for the better, all while enjoying the holiday spirit and having fun? <laughs> we have almost lost the having fun part of the, com- the holiday, yeah? Yes, having fun is a good thing. Well, besides the drinking. But I mean, like, there's so much commercialism. Yeah. Come to the second annual Southern Illinois Alternative Gift Fair. At the Alternative Gift Fair, you have the chance to buy unique, one-of-a-kind gifts from craftspeople in less developed countries, make gift donations to organizations that your loved ones care about, listen to great music and enjoy refreshments, all while enjoying the afternoon with all kinds of other people who also want to make the world a better place. 
wow. Well, bring the whole family. There will be a kids' area with volunteers to help kids make and learn about alternative gifts, too. And there will be plenty of information for everyone on how to simplify the holidays and actually celebrate a more joyful, less commercial holiday. The second annual Southern Illinois Alternative Gift Fair will take place at the Carbondale Civic Center on December 3rd. What is that? Um, the day after the Lights Fantastic Parade? Um, oh, yeah, it is. It is so the Lights Fantastic after. Parade is usually like Friday. Yeah. And so this would be Saturday. From yeah. Saturday, December 3rd from 3 to 6 p.m. Musical entertainment will be provided by... Wow, there's a big, long list of really good people. Yeah. <laughs> and then groups represented at the fair are a lot of non-profit organizations and um, even local organizations like Habitat for Humanity, the Women's Center, the Good Samaritan Homeless Shelter, the Sierra Club, and many, many more. For more information, you can, may contact Mary Sullivan at Mary in Bantry at yahoo.com or 618-559-0840 and pass the word because this is your one chance to do one-stop shopping. Yeah. Have fun and even better, help people. Yeah, you can help people and you can buy gifts for your loved ones and have it be something meaningful rather than the latest plastic trinket, you know. Ooh, I like my plastic <laughs> trinkets, though. Yeah. But actually, I went to this last year. Like, I went to the first annual, and uh, they, they didn't call it the first annual yet because it was the first time they did it. But, uh, well, maybe, maybe they did. I don't remember now. <laughs> but anyway, I did go to it, and it was, very, it was very fun. I bought a few gifts for my loved ones, and they were very appreciative. So, yeah, that's... Coming up on December 3rd. Well, we're actually almost running out of time. Each of us need to pick one news. We haven't done any news. <laughs> yeah, news. There's well, so many happenings and so many... Well, most of the stuff we talked about in the beginning was news, <laughs> but it was like yeah. it was, we made it up. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. I, I've got to read this one because it's about trees. A new leaf. Billion Tree Effort launches as new climate reports issued. Ooh, we love reports. A new one from a team of European scientists says the Arctic and Antarctic are linked by powerful currents, creating a climate seesaw that connects the fates of the poles and could help scientists to predict the effects of polar warming on the climate. A second UN Commission report scolds rich countries for providing, quote, woefully inadequate response to poor countries' desperate need to adapt to climate change effects that are already being felt. Quote, the adaptation agenda is somewhere beyond, no, somewhere between embryonic and heavily underdeveloped, says lead author Kevin Watkins. In a third report, okay, this one is an actual report, but we do love it. Kenyan environmentalist Wangari Mathai launched a project this week that will fight climate change by planting a billion carbon dioxide absorbing trees in 2007. Yes, that's a billion with a B. That's a lot of trees. Quote, anybody can dig a hole, anybody can put a tree in that hole and water it, the Nobel Peace Prize winner says. And everybody must make sure that the tree that they plant survives. So I'm glad they added that because yeah, anybody can dig a hole and put a tree in it. 
But I was just like, if they didn't put the survive part, yeah, I was going to do a little fish shaking. We were going to chime in if they didn't. Yeah, <laughs> straight to the source, nature. Uh, November eighth uh, of November two thousand and six. But yeah, that is. Yeah, you you do you plant it and then you become the guardian of that tree, so you get to water it and make sure it's healthy. I'm going to read a couple headlines because we're almost out of time. Salt Lake City requires LEED certification on city-funded buildings. This is like the reddest state in the nation, as if that matters, because green transcends everything. Yes, green transcends boundaries. It's not a partisan issue. (laughs) (laughs) And green values are on rise. Open and shut up case. Agencies investigate claims of muzzling by Bush administration. Has the Bush administration tried to suppress climate change research? No. Are you ready? You going to give it a try? Yep. I'm going to... Any other top headlines before we skedaddle out of here? Um, standing on protocol, U.S. requests exemption from ban on ozone-depleting pesticide. Again, they're requesting, you know, the world to allow them. Um, a meeting in New Delhi this week, firmly, thumb firmly attached to nose, the U.S. is seeking to convince fellow signers of an international ozone layer treaty that it should be allowed to continue to use and produce a pesticide it had agreed to ban. <laughs> Well, by 2005. Yeah. That's a little bit of pesticide among friends. <laughs> so, that's a, there's a lot of other good ones, but the main one is Green Party. Midterm election results find U.S. environmentalists hopeful. Yes. Because, for once, I do think the environment has won the election. Yeah, there's plenty of cause for hope, especially here in Southern Illinois. So uh, it's been a wonderful and exciting year community spirit as usual. We'll send you off here, hopefully with a little bit of fluid out, if we can get to play properly. <laughs> and uh, have a good week. They see me mowing my front lawn. I know they're all thinking I'm so white and nerdy. I'm just too white and nerdy. I'm just too white and nerdy. Can't you see I'm white and nerdy? Look at me, I'm white and nerdy. I wanna roll with the gangsters, but so far they all think I'm too white and nerdy. I'm just too white and nerdy. I'm just too white and nerdy. I'm just too white and nerdy. Really, really white and nerdy. I'm five zero at MIT. Got skills. I'm a champion of D and D. MC that's my favorite MC. Keep your forty out plus having a great team. My rims never stand to the contrary. You'll find it there quite stationary. All of my action figures are cherry. Stephen Hawking's in my library. My MySpace page all totally pissed out. Got people begging for my top eight spaces. Yo, I know pie to a thousand places. Ain't got no clothes, but I still wear braces. I order all of my sandwiches with mayonnaise. I'm a weird minesweeper and a plate for days. Once you see my sweet moves, you're gonna stay amazed. My fingers move to the old house like a plate. Some killer rap I haven't run At Pascal, well I'm number one You've got the calculus just for fun I ain't got a gap but I got a soldering gun Happy Days is my favorite theme song It's your kick your butt in a game of ping pong I'm ace and a trivia quiz you bring on Fluent and JavaScript the pros cling on R.S.A. You see me roll on My segue I know in my heart 
they think I'm white and nerdy. And just too white and nerdy. And just too white and nerdy. And you see I'm white and nerdy. Look at me, I'm white and nerdy. I'd like to roll with the gangsters. Although it's apparent I'm too white and nerdy. And just too white and nerdy. And just too white and nerdy. I'm just too white and nerdy. I get so white and nerdy. I've been browsing inspecting X-Men comics. You know I collect them. Pins on my pocket, I must protect them. My ergonomic keyboard never leaves me bored. Shopping online for deals on tritable media. I edit Wikipedia. I memorize Holy Grail really well. I can recite it right now. And have you R O T F L O L. I got a business on the website. Well, well, friends need some code. Who do they call? I do HTML for them all. Even make a homepage for my dolls. Yo, I got myself a tiny pack. They were having a sale down at the Gap. And my nice little roll of bubble wrap. Pop, pop, hope no one sees me. Get freaky. I'm nerdy and extremely wider than sour cream. I was in a B club and glee club and even the chess team. Only question I ever thought was hard. What do I like her or do I like the card? Spend every weekend at the Renaissance Fair. Got my name on my underwear. They see me strolling. They laughing. And rolling their eyes because I'm so white and nerdy. Because I'm white and nerdy. Just because I'm white and nerdy. All because I'm white and nerdy. Holy cow, I'm white and nerdy. I want to bowl with the gangsters. But oh well, it's obvious I'm white and nerdy. I'm just too white and nerdy. I'm just too white and nerdy. I'm just too white and nerdy. Look at me, I'm white and nerdy.